Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, email and a high eye. Here we go. At the end of the Effective Communications Conference, we give a demonstration of the four disc styles. And man, that is fun. It is. Nobody thinks it's going to be fun, but I have great fun doing it. Yeah. And people have a great fun watching you do it. So yeah. you go through and you kind of role play the, the, the four styles and how they think of and treat email. Look, I, I think email is a great way to end the Effective Communication Conference, which is where we teach people look, you can pay attention to how other people communicate and make small changes in what you do and have better results communicating rather than just, quote, being yourself, unquote. And I think once we share it with them, people are stunned that you can do it. You can learn it in a day when it comes to face-to-face. But people, uh, to, to, to leave email for the end of the day was sheer luck. That's just the way we didn't really plan it to be this good. But the end result is at the end of the day, people are really tired They've been on their feet for six, seven hours practicing. And then we do that and we do email and they are blown away because everyone forgets that email is communication and that you literally have an assumption about email that it's, oh, it's writing. So it's different or no, that's just email and everybody's the same on email or no, people don't have their own styles in email. And that's part of the reason why we act out the different styles to show people. And then we test them and we give them examples of emails and see if they can figure out what type of person wrote the email, what what tendencies that person have, what behavioral tendency the person had who wrote the email. We have real actual emails that we put up and then we ask them to analyze them and then based on that to respond. And people are just blown away at the end of the day that they're still able to learn. And they get it too. And they go back and they we get emails all the time from people who say, unreal. I just fundamentally changed my relationship with somebody who I really need to have a good relationship with because I went back and reviewed 50 of their emails and oh my gosh, are they a high S or a high D or a high whatever. Right. And there's a lot obviously value in terms of the effective communication conference in terms of, you know, modifying your communication style to be more effective with people, right? To show them respect. And the great right. thing about email is Email is one of the easiest ways to introduce yourself to tailoring your communications to other disk profiles, right? Yeah. I mean, you have you have tons of information in the form of like hundreds, if not thousands of emails, right? Yeah, you don't have to go out and pay attention to people speaking to you anymore or watch them in a meeting. You've got all the emails sitting right there and their style will absolutely come through. Yeah, and look, everything we teach about communication is centered on the Druckerism that I've modified, which is communication is what the listener does. I'll tell you, I just read a recent article in the Wall Street Journal, Mike, and it says why French parents are superior. And, of course, hmm. it follows in the theme of the, the the Tiger Mom, the great, fabulous Wall Street Journal article about a very demanding, very forceful Asian mother and why she believed that her way of parenting was better. And Now it's come down to different nationalities of parents naturally parent differently, which is just dumb because there are good and bad French parents. There are good and bad Asian parents. There are good and bad American uh, parents. And it all boils down to the individual, what the individual does. 
And that's what the email is the same way. And face-to-face communication is the same way. You can look at anybody and pay attention to their style. And instead of thinking, oh, they're young or they're old or they're black or they're white or they're man or they're a woman or they're an engineer or they're a marketer, you can actually look at how they talk to you in email and you can draw a conclusion that will cause you to be more effective in your communication back with them. So like you said, it's astounding. People are just blown away. And you can learn it in an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Right. We can learn it in, you know, a 30 or 40 minute podcast. <laughs> yeah. At least one part of it. Yeah. 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 So, so let's do three parts. So let's do three parts. First of all, we want to share with you what high eyes are thinking about when they think about email. And of course, it's going to include the world squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to talk about how to tailor your responses, what you can do in an email to be more effective with a high eye. Uh, and then lastly, we'll give you an example or two. Okay. So when a high eye is sitting down at his or her desk, and they, they don't get an email. Sit down, though, dude. They don't see it. Right. Okay. There no, we go. run. We run in circles and cheer. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mike. Don't ad lib. Ad lib. Just stick yeah. to the show notes. Just stick to the show notes. <laughs> okay. So, so when they're running around their desk, thinking for a brief second, yeah. I, I do. Yeah. When they when they do stop to think and they're thinking about email, either reading one or sending one, how do they approach it? How do they think about email? Yeah. When the rare coherent thought alights on the head of a high eye, right? That's, that's and folks, and folks Mark, Mark can say this because he's in high, he's a high eye. I'm okay, high so eye. Folks, he's not yeah. making fun of you. He's making fun of himself. So don't don't get your feelings hurt. Of course, a high eye would never get their feelings hurt. So okay. No, it's like he's talking about me. Isn't it awesome? It's awesome. Gosh, this Even is the best bad. best podcast ever. I'll mark myself as being of a certain age when I say that one of the best examples of a high eye in a movie is a movie from years ago uh, starring Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton called Night Shift. And in it, Michael Keaton is a high eye and he's saying, I, I got to have a tape recorder to keep all the ideas. The ideas are constantly coming at me. I don't know what to do. And he puts the, the, the microphone, uh, the recorder up to his mouth and says, I know, let's feed mayonnaise to tuna fish. Uh, or let's ha- let's create edible trash. You eat it and it's gone. <laughs> it's just he's crazy. Uh, not not a whole lot of coherent thoughts, but a heck of a nice guy. A lot of fun to be around. Look, high eyes are the people you know who know everybody else. They're the ones who have huge networks. If you ask them a question, they don't know the answer, but they have someone they know who does know the answer and who's interested in helping. And it makes them feel good to connect you with that person. Okay. And they feel like it's their answer when they connect you with them. They get full credit for having the answer. Well, I don't know the answer, but I know the person who does. And so therefore I get full credit for knowing the person and for having the answer. Because if you don't have the answer, but I have the connection to the answer, then by definition, I have the answer compared to you. That's a high eye. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I, my, <laughs> yeah. That, and, and folks, that hmm, that Mike just did, that's a classic high C response to a high eye, which is hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like hmm. <laughs> like yeah. like studying an alien plant form or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look at that! Wow, yeah. I wonder why why would anyone ever do that? That's crazy. Uh, and the high eyes are like, because it's fun. That's why. Because it's just so awesome. Yeah, I think when you conjugate verbs or maybe adverbs in the high eye vocabulary, there's awesome, awesomer, and awesomest. Right. That's, that that's, would be it. That's conjugate, verb conjugation right there. Okay. Look, high eyes have a couple of conflicting feelings about email. First of all, the big thing is it's totally impersonal. It's totally boring. 
right? I mean, it sucks the life. It can, if you're not careful, it can totally suck the, suck the life out of a person. And there's so much of it to do. It's like, ugh, it's like details. I got the email. Look at all these emails. The high I does do well and differently than the high C. When the high I has a thousand emails, the high C goes, well, you know, that's 11.9 hours of work. I'll, I'll be starting shortly as soon as I sharpen my pencils. And the high C says, oh my God, 1,100 people love me. <laughs> um, and I have so much to do. Let's go have coffee. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so look, they think it's a little impersonal, a little boring. So high eyes, their response to that is to spice things up. They love emoticons. They love exclamation points. If you get email with a lot of exclamation points, it is just bang on likely that is a high eye. They love embellishments, right? Anything, little indentations, color, signature blocks with little little uh, guys in them that uh, smiley faces that are animated and so on. Anything. It drives me crazy, dude. Yeah. It seems to me yeah. that this is all about making email fun when email is simply about communicating data and information. And yeah. why it's got to be fun, right. I have no idea. I don't know. I think if my, my numbers, my profit numbers are higher this month than last month, that ought to be fun. Of course, from your perspective, if the data is better, then it's better. It doesn't have to be fun. It's just better. There you go. Uh, but from better. my perspective, if you could make it big and red and make it dance, I mean, what's not more fun about that? It's awesomer. Yeah, awesomer. Awesomest, maybe. Yeah, awesomer. Yeah. But the other side that High Eye loves about email is when you want to get in touch with 50 of your friends, email rocks. I mean, look, send out a joke to like 500 people. <laughs> Dude, I mean, email literally, internet and email jump-started comedy. I mean, jokes go around the world at the speed of the internet. It's mind-boggling. I mean, you send out a joke and later in the same day, you get the joke back. And the person, it went through so many people, they don't even know it started with you first thing in the morning. It's like, <sighs> If you're high I. <laughs> if you're yeah, high if you're a high I, yeah. If you're a high C, you're thinking, really? Aren't there network resources? Couldn't they be better used in some other fashion? My point, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your point's completely valid, and so is mine. Email is a great way of keeping in touch when you have a big network. High eyes always have a big network. So a lot of high eyes, and I think some of you have heard me say that I would prefer phone conversations to email. Don't, don't get us wrong. High eyes know the value of email. They know the, the leverage that it gets. They know that email is a huge part of communication. And so they're going to do a lot of email. They're just going to make their email more fun, more exciting, more personable, more jazzy, a little bit less professional in the minds of the stick in the mud high C's and high D's of the world that don't have a heart. They think it's all about the brain. Okay. Yeah, and look, folks, I, I may be a high eye and. I know that what happens sometimes with high eyes is the quantity of communication goes way up, you know, often with email and distros and sending out jokes and asking everybody, hey, does anybody know about X or Y or Z? I'll never forget a high C said to, came to me once. This was uh, years ago to an insurance client. And he says, look, I'm, I'm having this problem and I just can't get through it. Can we sit down and go over all the data? I said, yeah, we can. I said, but I don't, I don't think that's the answer. He says, well, I, you know, why wouldn't it be? I mean, we've got this big pile of data. We need to look at it. We need to figure it out. And I said, well, let me see what you got. And I kind of flipped through a few pages, which was very hard for him. It was like 10 pages. I flipped through it at a high level. I'm like, yeah, okay. I said, why don't we just ask a bunch of guys we know to take a look at it real quick? And I said, we'll just attach it, send out this email to these guys, and we'll see. 
He's like, well, what are they going to do with it? I said, I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, you know, it's internal stuff. It's not confidential or anything. He's like, yeah, I don't think that'll do any good. I mean, within five minutes, we had an answer back. And one guy said, oh, that's easy. It's this. And we looked at the data and he was right. And again, from his perspective, that wasn't quality work, but the answer got done. Right. Right. So high eyes, sometimes the quality is hard for a high C or even a high D. Like, wow, that's a little sketchy. But the quantity, the number of people, the, the outreach and so on makes a big, big difference. High Ds and high Cs, those of you on the task side of things, on the disk model, the left side of the, the circle, often accuse us high eyes of wasting time and wasting bandwidth. And you're right to a degree on what would be low value communication. And yet some of the high eyes would say those with a little bit of cleverness would respond. And, and I think appropriately in some cases, not the world's not black and white, folks. We know that. Mike and I both know that. And we like to play up my high I and his high C when in fact both of us are also high Ds if you couldn't tell. But uh, the high eyes would say, yeah, we, we hear you that you think we're wasting our time on low value communication. But what we would say is this. The workplaces become fractured. We're separated. There's more barriers. There's It's harder to communicate. We read something that if you're on a different floor from somebody else in the same building, you might as well be 100 miles away in terms of the lack of face time. And so frequent, less formal, less stuffy, less data-driven, more, in, more personable, more chatty, more fun emails help bind the organization together. And I, I can see the point. I really can. I think if all email was was dry, desiccated data lists and spreadsheets, other than the fact that I want to shoot myself in the face, um, <laughs> I think if it was just that, there would be a lot of people not on email. And email would become a tool um, that would be very narrowly used and it wouldn't be as powerful as it is today. Right. Okay. So I understand the strange animal called a high eye. Now, how, how do I spot a high eye email? If I saw you, I met yeah. you for two minutes, I'd know you were high eye. But I, all I'm doing is getting email. So how do I spot a high eye in email? Oh, in email as opposed to in person. If you immediately know me, well, then, all right, yeah, okay. So look, they're always going to start with your name, right? Let me put it this way. They'll always start with a salutation. In other words, they're not going to go, first line is not going to be, I need X by Tuesday. Yeah. It's going to be, hi, Mike, hey, Mike, yo, Mike, or dude, or mate, or yo, or even better, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I mean, and the high I would say, Horseman would say to Ozan, look, I sent you the mail. You know it's from me. You know it's to you. You opened it. Before you opened it, you knew it was from me. And so when I say, yo, 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 you just know that that's the way I talk to you sometimes. I'm just being friendly. Right. Even if the email is serious, right? Even if the rest of the email has a Absolutely. serious tone to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another thing we do, high I's ask how other people are doing. Uh, they see email, if you're not careful, as again, sucking the life out of relationships. Communication is the behavior that binds us to other people in relationships. If you don't communicate with somebody else for a long period of time, the relationship dies for the most part, unless we're talking about a familial relationship. So communication is the tie that binds and more frequent communication tends to bind people more tightly, okay? Email is a form of communication, but if you make it strictly factual, strictly logical, strictly black and white and numerical and data-driven and so on, you leave out an important part of the, the human equation, which is emotional connection, uh, um, 
interpersonal connection, if you will, how people feel about one another. Look, we talk about people have been asking us to do leader tools for years and they say leadership is about inspiration. All of a sudden, all these soft words come up. Well, the moment you get into the soft words, folks, you're talking about high I and high S stuff, right? That's not high D, high C stuff. So high I's are going to ask how you're doing. They're not going to jump right to the work. They're going to say, hey, Mike, hope it's going well. Good to see you last weekend. Or, yo, dude. Get back to work. I know you're taking a break, right? You're sitting in your Eames chair. You're just chilling. You need to get back to work. I'm, and I'm giving you crap, right? Now, folks, if you sent that, if the high I sends that to high C, some of the high Cs, think about it. You high eyes, you send a mail like that because you think that's normal, it's cool, it's, it's bitching, to use my friend David Hoyk's word. I mean, the high C goes, what it language is this in? Where is the dictionary? Where's the urban dictionary? Because I need translation help. I can't do it, right? And look, they'll go further after I say, yo, dude, how's it going? I'll probably say something like, all's well here, or I'm good. In other words, we're reconnecting by email, even if we talked two hours ago, and I'm doing what I would do in a normal conversation. Hey, how's it going? Good? Yeah, me too. That's how I might do it verbally if you and I, you know, connected in an airport somewhere, right, on the way to a client or something. And they do it routinely, frequently. A high D just launches right into the data. A high C might be very formal about it, but a high is very relaxed. They want to make sure that we don't suck the life out of things with this email tool. Yeah, you know, some of that, though, you know, frankly, you know, high I's sometimes get perceived as insincere. They're so casual with this language yeah. that the high C or the high D sometimes goes like, yeah. Really? You just, you just smoke. You know, I think you bring up a good point. We talk about strengths and weaknesses of all the different behavioral tendencies of D's, I's, S's, and C's, and we don't want to label people. But I think you're right. I think a high C, a high D, even sometimes a high S will say, wow, a little too much. A little, the headlights are on a little too bright there. And look, I, I've shared before um, very openly that one of, the, one of the negatives in my disc profile, I'm a 7711, high D, high I, inspirational type. I know. Don't don't send me emails telling me I'm not inspirational. I, I, I've heard. Believe me, I've gotten them already. You're not telling me anything I haven't already heard before. But one of the things it says in there is that people feel drawn to high eyes and yet curiously distanced by them. And sometimes they feel manipulated by high yeah, eyes. Distance. Appalled. Appalled is the word. <laughs> yeah. And the manipulated thing is a hard one for me because It took me a long time to understand that when the profile says people feel manipulated by you, it doesn't say I manipulated anybody because I don't manipulate anybody. I'm a very good salesman. I've tried very hard, but I've never sold anything I don't feel good about. And I've never asked anybody to do anything I wouldn't have done or that I didn't feel was right for them. And I didn't ask them to do it because it benefited me at a cost to them at all. I'm not that kind of short-term thinker. Believe me, if if Mike and I were that kind of short-term thinkers, we'd never be doing what we're doing now because we could sure make a lot lot more money doing something else. But what I realized was it wasn't so much that I was manipulating other people, but because the behaviors I engaged in to show them why I thought it would be good for them to do it, they perceived that as manipulation because they weren't, they tended to be in the in the realm of data and facts as opposed to showing interest. You know, Ben Franklin has the great quote that I love about sales, would you persuade, speak of interest, not of reason. Well, for someone who's a reason-based person, a rational-based person, more the D's or C's, when they see that interest-based appeal, they could easily put the label on manipulative. So, dude, you're right. The issue of insincerity is there. And I would just argue, folks, if you're a D or C and you put that label on somebody, I would caution you. You are using someone's behavior to draw a conclusion about what's written on their heart. 
And if you see that in me sometimes, I'm trying to inspire you to do better and so on. All I can tell you is I've never had that on my heart. Not doing that. That's not, that's not I am. And so, so we have to be careful about that. That's a label, a, a negative. When people are different, we label them with words we don't like. Yeah. You know, it's like the high D being called a jerk. I doesn't think of himself as a jerk. He thinks of somebody who was in the chips are down. You can count on me. What is a high C column or what is a, what is a high S call a high D? A jerk, right? Yep. Yeah. Not right. Yeah. Not good. Now, look, let's go back to email for just a little bit. I'll tell you one thing that, that high eyes love to do. They love to send long, black, sort of um, breezy, easygoing emails, not really structured, just kind of all over the lot, really exciting. Again, lots of exclamation points, smiley faces, and so on. Great, normal. But if you send that kind of email to a high eye, believe it or not, um, they love it, first of all. They love the idea that, look, there's a scroll bar to the right of the email. That means there's a, it's a long email. Awesome. They were thinking about me when they sent it. But high eyes are pretty scattered, squirrel. And so they get distracted and they don't finish your email. They like things that are new and shiny, squirrel. And by the third paragraph, they want to move on to the next email to see somebody else say, hey, Mark, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> right? There might be a joke in there. Somebody might have something for me. It might be something that's not so long and boring as this other one this other guy sent me. So you can send them long emails, but you just may have to check up on them and make sure that you, everything's, if they're deliverables and they're not in the beginning of the mail, oh. Good they, luck. Good luck with deliverables that. <laughs> to a high, yeah, I've said this before, right? You send me a long email and at the bottom you have a question, folks, I'm not getting there, right? And something else too, we don't like attachments. That's just way too detailed for us. Now, we're oversimplifying here, folks. We know there are plenty of times at work that an attachment is necessary. High Cs think attachments are necessary every 30 seconds just to balance the, the <laughs> world's karma. High Is don't like them at all, and the, between the two of them, they work out about right. So if you send a high a bunch of attachments, they're not going to read them. They're not going to read as many of the attachments, if any of them, that, the, the, that the, the high S will. The D and the I won't read an attachment. And frankly, I mean, it takes time to download them. I got, I got to go get coffee. I got to go to Starbucks. I'm busy. And then when I come back, I got newer, I got newer, shinier, cooler emails to read than yours. <laughs> New jokes. New jokes to read and send out. Oh, yeah. Jokes. Dude, jokes. I think high eyes exist just to tick off high Cs using up clock cycles and CPU, server time, and storage space with YouTube videos and fail blog videos and ICANN has cheeseburger videos. Jokes are great. Okay. High eyes do not see this as a waste of time. They see it again as connecting. They want to connect with you. They want to make you laugh. They make you laugh. Why wouldn't you like somebody who makes you laugh? What? what how could that be bad? Right. If you like the person, then you're willing to, more than likely willing to do what the high eye needs you to do, right? So there you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, he doesn't seem very smart, but man, he's a good guy. I'll help him. He's a good guy. I mean, how many times have you said to yourself, yeah, I'll do it. He's a good guy. As yeah. opposed to, nah, not helping that guy. He's kind of a jerk. My high, I, my high C says that I've done it too many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So look, unfortunately, what that means is high eyes get a lot of email. Because of that and because they're distracted pretty easily, they're not really good at replying to email. If you send an email and you don't get an answer in the time you expect from a high eye, you're probably going to have to follow up in writing or, or follow up in, in person or call them on the phone. And they'll want to chat with you while they're on the phone. And by the way, they'll be texting and sending emails while they're chatting with you on the phone. So don't be surprised if they're squirrel distracted. And look, when they sign their emails, every possible method of communication will be listed in their signature block. Their email, their desk phone, their mailing address, their cube location, their IM, their Skype, their BB, their cell, their other cell, their other other cell, their 
right? I mean, it's Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Twitter, yeah. Facebook, Facebook me, Facebook, call me, call me. Yeah, yeah. For high eyes, communication is everything. More communication is better. I love that part. They want to be in touch. And for a high D or high C, it's not the kind of in touch that you might want, but for a high eye, it works. Okay, so once you've identified somebody as a high eye, then if you want to be effective with that person, you want to communicate in a language that's familiar to them, that they're comfortable with, not your language, their language. And so when you're yes. telling responses, what is the language of a high eye? Fun. Beer. <laughs> cake. Cake. I love that word, cake. Let me say this, and then let me take it back. If you want to communicate with anybody, communicate with them the way they communicate. And then I take it back and say only to a degree. The story I tell at the conference is the is the classic ugly American story, which I think is overused, but it still serves its purpose. It's sort of a uh, – it may be apocryphal, but no, it's not apocryphal. You know it had to have happened. Some Some American in the middle of Paris, France, goes up to some Parisian and says – which way to the Eiffel Tower? And the Parisian looks back and says in French, which I can't speak. I'm sorry, I don't speak English. Or he probably even better, a Frenchman, to, to their credit, would say, I'm sorry, I only speak French, right? He wouldn't say, I don't speak English. He would say, I only speak French. He wouldn't even say, I only speak French. He, sp he says, I only speak French, Italian, German, and three or four other languages, but he would leave out English, meaning any cultured person would speak any language other than yours, American. But anyway. I'm glad you didn't use your uh, your Joey French. <laughs> oh, Joey, yeah. Blee, 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 fort, blee. Yeah. So what does the American do when the Frenchman says back in French, I blah, 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 blah? He says, hey, listen to me, Frenchy. Which way to the Eiffel Tower? In other words, he talks louder and slower in a worse American dialect. That's the classic ugly American story. And I, and I know it's not apocryphal. Please, someone from Paris, write me a story about something like that that happened with Americans. It'll, it'll make my day. And the point of that is, if I want to get through to a Frenchman, I have to speak French. And what do most of us do when we get in communication trouble? If, we, if we're not communicating well, we repeat what we already do. That said, when we say, if you want to talk to a high eye in email, do what high eyes do, we have to take that back because, frankly, folks, you don't have to become a high eye. You just have to move in the high eyes direction, okay? We're not asking you to mimic them. We're not asking you to become them. Don't do it. It will feel weird to you, and they will notice that you're trying too hard. You don't have to do that. If you think of a clock face, we're going to, just to oversimplify, high eyes would be between 12 and 3 o'clock. Their opposites, the high Cs, would be between 6 and 9 o'clock, right? Ds would be 9 to midnight, and high Ss would be 3 to 6, the four, four quadrants of a clock. Top and bottom, left and right. So you have top left, top right, bottom right, and bottom left. Okay. High eyes would be, again, top right, so they'd be noon to 3 or 12 to 3. Okay. Let's say you're a high C, Mike's a high C, and so let's say he's a 7 or an 8 on the clock. He's pretty far over there in the pure high C world, right? He's Spock. And he wants to talk to me. Let's assume that he doesn't have a high D component, nor do I, so I'm a pure I and he's a pure C. Frankly, a, a bit of this would be like like the TV, the American TV show Big Bang Theory right now, which I'm pretty sure all the guys in the show are high Cs, and the girl Penny in the show is a high I, so it makes for fun. 
But if a high C wanted to talk to a high I, we would not say to the high C, go from eight until two, all the way across, all literally make a diameter all the way across the, the circle. You don't have to do that, folks. And frankly, that's good because you couldn't. Most of us are not that flexible. What we want you to do, what we would ask Mike to do is go from eight to the center of the clock. In other words, we want him to close the gap from between the high C and the high I. Originally, the distance was literally the diameter of the circle. We want him to close it to become just the radius of the circle. Even better, when a high C moves in the direction of a high I and the high I recognizes it, even subconsciously, the high I moves toward the center of the circle as well. And now you have something less than the radius of the circle separating the two of you. And it's not hard at all to communicate when the gap is not that big. And the big problem with miscommunications is when our natural tendencies are so different than the other person's natural tendencies, we use a word meaning X and they hear it meaning Y and you end up wondering, scratching your head going, how did that happen? I said exactly what I meant, I meant what I said, how did it go wrong? Well, it's because they communicate differently than you. So, you don't have to become a high eye. We don't want you suddenly throwing down 50 exclamation points and going, yo, 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 because that won't work for you, and that's okay. Right? Mike tries it every once in a while, guys, and it's a train wreck every time. Trust me, it's a total, <laughs> total train wreck. And every once in a while, by the way, I try to send him emails with bullets, and he sees me coming. So we'll talk about that in the high C email cast, right? So, But look, we don't want you to mimic somebody. But folks, let me tell you something. If you're listening to us right now, this is Mike and Mark, Okay. We're doing this for free. We're not making this stuff up. This is real. If you think we're recommending you're mimic, you mimic somebody, you're smoking crack. We're not. We're saying you're different than somebody else. Don't get stuck in your ways and be yourself and say, I'm going to be me. That's the ugly American move. Okay. And by the same token, don't mimic. Don't say, I'm going to become them. No. Show respect for the other person by communicating with them in a way that makes sense to them. Pay enough attention to the person you're trying to communicate to, just the way great presenters know their audience, and ask yourself, how can I change a couple of things I do to help my message get across? Because folks, if you're not willing to change your behaviors in order to get the message across, what you're saying is your behaviors are more important to you than your messages. And when that happens, folks, you got no business in a managerial or leadership or executive role. Okay, your job is at some point all, almost all, about communication, and you've got to be willing to change your behaviors if, in fact, you want your message to get across. So, let me give you another example. Do you shout when you go to church? No, you don't. So, what would you do? You wouldn't send a high eye, a really short email with two or three bullet points and and no names, and very dry and very direct and to the point. Okay. High eyes expect you to use their name at the start of the mail, right? Dale Carnegie, what did he say? A person's name to that person is the sweetest and most important sound in any language. The first word in an email to a I, high eye is not I. It's their name. It's yo, Mark, or hey, Mark, or hi, Mark, okay? Take some time. Ask me how I am. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hope you're doing well. But by the way, guys, I, I'm talking about me because I'm the high I of the pair here, but I'm also a high D, so please get to the point pretty quickly, okay, because um, I get lots of mail. But a high I wants a little bit of give and take. They want to know that you're thinking about them, that you're caring about them. So say something polite, something pleasant. Ask after the high I. Um, reach out to them a little bit before you get right down to work, okay? Now, 
kiss of death, don't send them a long email with a question at the end. They'll get distracted. They won't get to it. As soon as you start in, getting into work, after you've done your little salutations and said, yo, 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 and so on, get right into the, what you want, right in the beginning. Give the bottom line up front. If you have an attachment, folks, get rid of it. Copy the most important part right into the body of the email. Or if that's not possible, highlight your spreadsheet for us. Oh my gosh, put the key parts in yellow. Say, and then highlight your email and say, the key part of the attached spreadsheet, I'm sorry I couldn't copy it, is in yellow. And then highlight that part of the email in yellow. So when I open up the spreadsheet, it's like, oh, I know exactly where to look. Pretty colors. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shiny. Ooh, squirrel. Now you might think, boy, how trivial. Trust me. High eyes will get their revenge on you if you're a high C. We think things about you too. And we're going to share those in a few casts, we promise. So you can send high eyes emails and you can include emoticons. You can include exclamation points. You can do it. Trust me. You won't break out in hives. Or even if you do, because it's email, we won't see you and it might still work. And if you really want to get your point across, hives are a reasonable price to pay. It's okay to send ungrammatical sentences. It's okay to use all caps and italics and bold. They'll love that. Okay. If you're a high D or a high C and you're accustomed to sending more serious emails, again, lighten them up. An emoticon, a winky, a smiley. Okay. You don't have to put a smiley with five closed parents on it. A high eye will feel warmer towards your communication and more likely to respond to you when you include some of the natural behaviors they engage in. And of course, how do you know that? You can go through emails, the hundred emails from people around you and look and go, wow, look at this one guy. He uses 10 times more exclamation points than everybody else. He must be the most awesomest high eye ever. And you'd be right. You'd be right. Let's go through a couple of examples if we can. Examples of a high eye email that you may have received and then talk about how you might respond to that person. Yeah. Before I do this, I have to say something. I recently got an email from, uh, we're recording this in January or February of 2012 and I got an email from somebody trying to think now. Somebody, I asked a question in, th- in our weekly newsletter to our subscribers, Things I Think I Think, which is so popular. I think it goes to, I don't know, a few thousand people. And I, I asked a question, a quiz at the end, and somebody answered it immediately and got it right. Or I mentioned a movie and they said that was the best movie ever. And I, and, and I wrote back in the email line, I think they were giving me crap in the email. It was cool. It was funny. It was really funny what they said, which is good because I had met him before because, guys, I'm not suggesting you should give me crap. But anyway, and so the title, the subject line of the email was dude with about 10 U's in it because it felt like this guy was willing to give me a little bit of crap and it was a good note. He sent me a good note and I'm pretty sure he's not a high eye. So I wrote back, dude. Then I get copied on an email exchange between Wendy and Maggie where Maggie asks, Wendy, does Mark know this person? <laughs> does it, do they have some sort of relationship beyond just their individual li- they're, they're a licensee or they've been to a conference or whatever? And Wendy's <laughs> writes back, well, apparently so. He started the email with dude. And the answer was, I didn't really know the guy that well, but I knew who he was, but, but uh, it was funny. Okay, you asked for an example. Is that what you asked yep, for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's an example of a high eye email. Starts out with, hey, Barb, with four exclamation points. Rocking offsite last week. I had an epic time. Bob and Carol and I were up until 5 a.m. totally going over everything. Multiple smiley faces. Bob's going to get us ticket to the ball game next week. You want to come? Be awesome. Okay. 
Not want to come, wanna, wanna come, wanna come. Wanna, yeah, W, W, A, yeah, those of you with individual licenses, you'll love it. It's, uh, it's very relaxed typing. And next, new paragraph. Okay, so do you have the figures for Q2? Need them by the end of tomorrow for the boss, dude. Next, next paragraph. Later, alligator. <laughs> Signed, Jim. Signed, Jim. And then there's a desk phone, cell phone, BB, cube number, uh, address, I am, and Skype, and both I am and Skype are Jim Dude. Jim Dude. Yeah. So that's an example of, of uh, a high eye. The most worn out keys on a high eyes keyboard are the exclamation mark and the ones that make a smiley, which of course is colon dash close parent. Uh, I actually said to one of my sons the other day, uh, he was telling me a joke and I was giving him a hard time, and I said semicolon dash close parent. And he just looked at me like I was nuts. He didn't get it. He totally didn't get it. Okay, but now the question becomes, folks, how would you reply? Again, hey, Barb, rocking off-site last week. I had an epic time. Bob and Carol and I were up till 5 a.m. totally going over everything. Bob's going to get his ticket to the ballgame next week. Want to come? New paragraph. Okay, so you have the figure. do you have the figures for Q2? Need them by the end of tomorrow for the boss, dude. Later, alligator. Jim. Here's how you would respond to Jim. Jim, that off-site was epic, exclamation points. I can't believe you stayed out that late and still rocked your presentation. Awesome job, dude. New paragraph. I've attached a spreadsheet you need to send to the boss. The important number is 4,500. It's in cell A4 on the product X tab. Call me if you need more. I'm on such and such number until five tonight. And put me down for the ball tickets. I'll totally be there. Barb. That is like music. That's it's awesome. Music. It's symphonic. But some folks are saying they, they would never send an email like that. And folks, if you're one of those those folks who say that, you're missing it. You're you're missing an opportunity to connect with somebody. Yeah. I got to tell you something, folks. If you send me an email and you're a high C and you don't say, hey, you don't reach out to me, you don't make me feel like we're trying to help you and we're trying very hard to be nice people, trying to help managers all over the world, and I don't get a sense at all about your interpersonal skills and you sent me a long email that's essentially a very dry story and then at the end put a bunch of questions in when I meet you at the conference, I'll completely forgot you, forget you sent me that mail, and I won't have any connection to you at all. And if you ask for something really big and I don't feel connected to you, I'm probably going to say no because I get asked for stuff all the time. So the question is, are you willing to change your behavior in order to be more effective working with other people? And I have to say, I think from the time you're about 20 and you start becoming an adult and making choices about your professional life, it really boils down to, are you willing to change your behavior to be more effective working with other people? And look, you know what? You're hearing this, folks, from two engineers who didn't know this when we were 20 years old. We learned this the hard way, and we don't want you to. We want you to start changing your behavior now. Look, so you read the emails, you listen to me read these emails, and you're like, oh, my gosh. It's totally ineffective. There's very little in there about the work. But the high eyes who are listening right now are totally digging this. They're like, awesome. They hear this and go, wow, this person's excited about work and they're friendly and they're outgoing. Super cool. Now, look, if the numbers are wrong, the numbers are wrong. High eyes aren't going to, oh, sure, we don't care. It's 4,500 or 45 million. It's close, right? It's an order of magnitude. Who cares? It's not quite that simple. But there are people like this in the world. And by the way, a lot of high eyes, a lot of high Ds at higher levels. This kind of email happens. And that's it, really. The more you think carefully about how other people communicate in email, the easier it will be for you to shave off the rough edges of your 
relationships. You have to pay attention to how they email you. You have to be willing to tailor your responses. Communication by email is something we do every day. Communication alone, simply by volume, folks, is the thing you do the most at work. It's the thing you do most frequently. Working on making it more effective is a no-brainer good value choice. Any amount of time you spend becoming a better communicator will pay off with bigger benefits later. No question. Absolutely. And that, my friends, is one awesome, totally bitchin', rockin', rad cast, let me tell you. Dude, you totally rocked, man. Dude, we rocked it. We rocked it. And a high C, Ozan, came along for the ride. And I got no problem with that because more more is cooler. More is cooler. Awesomest. All right, dude. (laughs) Awesomest (laughs) podcast ever. Oh, we're going to get mails about this for years. If the free, if this is the first email somebody hears from us, we're going to lose listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good. And folks, if you're a brand new listener and you haven't, you don't know what we're talking about in terms of disc, go check out the, the disc podcast, yeah. right? All right, dude, <laughs> later. Thanks, dude, later. Bye. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.